0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 526, and today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and the Candelaria Pen Company. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike, how are you? You know what? I'm feeling good. Feeling a bit silly today? Yeah. And you've been talking for like <laughs> 10 15 minutes before the show uh, which if you're a real AFm member by the way you get to hear a lot of that because we stream <laughs> the show live every week and we turn on the live stream a few minutes before been a bit silly today so I'm excited for the energy of today's episode
1: that usually translates into the show at some point mm-hmm. right you know luckily we don't have too many overly serious topics today I mean when do we ever but you know sometimes oh, we I, get I mean a little sometimes bit we talk about Laws, Mm. you know, true, true, true. Um, businessing, uh, we had a really
0: long discussion about VAT once.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was unfortunate. (laughs) So yeah, we'll bring our silly energy. Uh, but first, Mike, I would like to apologize to our listeners. Um, in advance of any feedback I'm going to get, I have not shut up about pen shows for like a month now, Mm. and that's not going to stop anytime soon. You're excited. I am. I think that's the problem, right? It's Mm -hmm. like I'm going to get to travel to a big pin show for the first time in two and a half years. Like I've been to the Atlanta pin show, right? But like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's great. Like that's like going to like my backyard, like a party in my backyard. Like it's cool. Like I love the Atlanta pin show. It's not the same as going to like D.C. or San Francisco or even Baltimore, Chicago, right? It's just different. So me getting to go do these things or in the case of D.C., seeing others do it and wish i was there like it gets me amped up like i love i love this stuff like i was super jealous like i've never felt so jealous of everyone in dc but then i'm sitting here saying hey look at me (laughs) i'm getting ready to go to the san francisco pin show and people are like probably like shut up brad it's like we get it so apologies that i'm gonna continue to talk about pin shows for probably at least the next four weeks because i'll be going to two of them in the very, very near future. So we'll record next week. Um, I don't know that we'll do like a San Francisco Pen pre-show because I've been yapping about You've it for four weeks for already. You've been doing that for weeks, yeah. Yeah, so we're not going to miss any episodes while I'm in San Francisco, but we'll 100% do a follow-up when I get back. Mm. Um, but I did a thing, which I said I was going to do for the San Francisco Pen show, which I wanted to bring up to the listeners just to show the different types of opportunities that you have when you go to a pin show. So I signed up for classes and I signed up for paid classes, Um, not expensive classes. They're very, you know, reasonably priced. One of them is only $5, which we'll get to in a minute. But I've never committed to doing like the real class thing. I've done some like free seminars here and there over shows. But in the past, as you know, a lot of times we're working, right? Well, I'll have a knock table over there and like, you know, for the pen addicts, you know, podcast and doing other things. But in the last, well, probably right before uh, the pandemic hit, I started just attending pen shows. And I never figured out, well, do I want to Go sit in a class, you know, for a couple hours in the middle of the day. And I was like, yes, no, maybe. I don't know, you know, trying to figure that out. But I'm going to do that at this show. So I've picked Mm -hmm. out two classes um i'm doing um i'm taking classes with people that i know my friends it just happened to be that way that i like what my friends do so the first one i'm going to is on saturday at the san francisco Pin show it's called every paper has an origin story and this is from uh our our friends uh, bruce simon and taizo yamamoto of yamamoto paper who i've been able to meet a few times um at the san francisco Pin show and have been able to talk with um via bruce several times so taizo yes. Yeah, and Yamamoto Paper, if you're not familiar with them, you might be familiar with the paper tasting, um, which is uh, Yamamoto Paper's term for their sampler packs that they do of different types of paper. So they'll combine like five different paper types under a theme and package them and sell you like a sampler so you can test out and see what you want to you know what you might like without having to commit to like a huge pad of paper yeah and you only and have
0: to eat just a few <laughs> pieces just of the, a, like
1: there's just a small amount for you to eat. just disclaimer disclaimer don't actually eat <laughs> the paper although it's probably healthier than drinking the ink so yeah. Yeah, uh yeah, yeah, double yeah, disclaimer yeah. <laughs> Do yep. do neither, <laughs> yeah. but yes, um, it is at least a little fiber based most of the time. Except stone paper, that could be a mistake, right? That could be like a legitimate. Like, Brad, don't do that.
0: Stone paper <laughs> is always a mistake.
1: There's, <laughs> there's, it's always a mistake.
0: It should not have been invented
1: i finally got an ad on instagram for stone paper after karst. all these years i saw one yeah karst yeah. is it, karst is on on the uh on the dole right now mm-hmm. they're 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 spending some ad bucks mm-hmm. on the stone paper and they have this really um you know attractive ad with the, the pen just rolling over the page their products are visibly like
0: sorry visually very attractive the problem is unquestionable the paper makes me feel physically ill when i use
1: it it's the worst (laughs) it's the worst you don't come at me with your stone paper takes because like that's that's uh you know i'm not coming off of my stance on that and i don't think uh, clearly mike is not either it's 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 a bad product like Mm -hmm. it's bad so also don't eat it (laughs) maybe that's the only thing it's good for maybe it could be like uh like a charcoal like for like like our uni like maybe it's a fuel source right Uh like the stone like maybe it'll retain heat uh well we have gotten really really off track here so paper tasting so this is called paper has an origin story um taizo is from japan uh and has been very dialed into the tomoe river situation as a as a printer and a paper maker uh himself so this is going to be an interesting um interesting little class to take you know they are going to go over uh, so let me leave i'm going to read a little bit of the introduction here um they're going to walk us through 18 different kinds of japanese fountain pen friendly paper and explain explain the backstory of each and we'll get to write on them and test them essentially it's our own little uh guided paper tasting if you will so that should be cool and we'll talk get to talk about tomoe river and it's like uh how long is this like a two hour and a half long class and it's like five bucks for like the paper it's like come on like these people, these are people Taizo and Bruce who I lean on a lot. Um, you know, when I have questions, uh, especially in the Japanese market, they're very good friends of mine. And like, I can't wait. And it's Saturday, so this is one of the things I want to talk about: the schedule and how I think about the pen, the classes when I'm going to a show. Since this is new to me, Saturday from twelve thirty to two p.m. Okay, so I'll be there. I'll get in Thursday night. I'll have all day Friday to kind of, you know, see the show. I can go Saturday morning and then have a break right in the middle of the day to go take a class, sit and chill out for a minute. And like, you know, that feels like comfortable to me. You know, I'm not taking three classes on Saturday. I'm not spending all day doing that, but, you know, just right in the middle of the day. And then I'll back that up on Sunday. You know, as things are winding down Sunday, you know, I think everyone's ready to chill. Our good friend, Le Reyes, is having a class called Notes to Self and that's all I needed to know. That number one, Lay is teaching a class, and number two, that's what it's titled. Knowing her as I know her, she's you know very creative, uh, journaler, very thoughtful, uh, very practical, and uh, likes to think about these types of things. So this is another like two hour class. It's forty bucks, and it's got you know some tools that come along with that, like some. Uh, water brushes and accessories but like this description of the class is we can be our own worst personal assistant mike she's speaking directly to me at this by the way let's recruit creativity pens ink and paper into making our notes to ourselves just a little bit too remarkable to ignore right so i'm there i'm in so i'm taking two classes over like a three-day show weekend you know hour and a half on saturday two hours on sunday and i am extremely extremely looking forward so the reason why I I'm think bringing, Adina, well,
0: I don't know if this was the class, but Adina took a class uh, that they put on when we were there in twenty whatever it was.
1: Yeah, uh, and she really enjoyed it. Yeah, she lays actually teaching two classes. Right. Uh, I forget what the other one was. I'd have to go look at it. But yeah, she does this a lot, uh, especially at the San Francisco Pin Show when she attends. I remember so, this yeah.
0: class specifically resulted
1: in a basically destroyed notebook. Okay, I'm down. Like I'm the in with that. Kind of part of it. <laughs> so, my point in bringing all of this up is pen shows offer different opportunities, right? You're, we've talked about it for years and years and years. We don't necessarily go to pen shows to buy stuff, right? We end up buying stuff. But the value we get out of pen shows is the people, the conversations, the hangouts, you know, the in this case, like the classes, like, hey, I'm going to get to learn a couple of things, right? So, I'm taking advantage of all the things which in the past I've never like completely do- dove into, right? I've always just been too busy or working too much or just you know hanging out, and and this time I'm trying to take advantage of the different things on offer. And have like that full weekend pin show experience that I talk about is like the best thing about pin shows. And hey, look, the guy who keeps saying it has never actually experienced all those things himself, uh, despite experiencing a lot at pin shows, and I love pin shows. So yeah, that's my point of keeping talking about this stuff. I'm obviously going to talk about this a lot more um, as I go and return, and then I have the Orlando Pin Show in September, which is going to be like diametrically like opposite of San Francisco, but hopefully good in its own right. It'll be probably more like an Atlanta Pin Show type of feel and vibe. I'm is my guess, but uh, you know, like I look forward to that too. It's a lot different pace that you can find enjoyment in that type of show as well too right it's you really get to spend some time with people and instead of feeling like going through the buzzsaw like say like a dc pen show or something like that so there's a lot of value in the big shows for having like these wild and wonderful classes like i'm gonna get to attend then there's a huge value in the pacing and the access you get at a smaller pen show like in Orlando. So yeah, I won't stop talking about pen shows for a while. Cause I I'm pretty excited about this.
0: But I'm very jolly. I wish mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. was able to have worked out my year a little bit differently to join you in SF.
1: I think it all just came about so late this year. Yeah. Right? I think I mean, we're I te- still still I, yeah. teetering like yeah. on where we can go and how difficult those travels are gonna be. Like yeah. right? it's still very on the edge for me personally. Yeah. So I, I understand that.
0: I'm hoping that next year might be we might be able to do things a little bit differently.
1: Yep. Maybe we can shake shake it loose next year. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Speaking of pen shows.
1: Yeah. Let's
0: tell you about our first sponsor of this week's episode, which is the Canalea Pen Company. Canalea make the most beautiful, stunning, wonderful pens inspired by images of Hawaii. And Canalea's founders Hugh and Carol, who are wonderful people, believe that these locations can help recharge our spirit and connect us with nature. I want to remind you about Canalea's most recent release, the Levalani Collection. This design represents the sky at night in Kauai with its deep dark blue the vibrant stars and visible shimmer of the Milky Way that you see when you look into the very beautiful skies there. And you can see it in these pens. You can see the stars. You can see the Milky Way. You can see the kind of never-ending darkness. <laughs> that
1: is space, right? You can see all of <laughs> it's that. It's a wild pen. It is so yeah. cool.
0: They did an incredible job, as they always do. Uh, and the Laverlani collection consists of uh, the fountain pen in five different styles. So shapes. They have a ballpoint, and they also have the mylale lay option, the mylale band option, which is a wonderful band uh, made of argentium silver, which adores Caneleer's classic fountain pen profile. Uh, I have one um, on the uh, mylale lay pen. I am using it today, actually, and, and uh, oh, so I have the mylale band on. What was the pr- the previous pen that they introduced this on, Brad? Do you remember? Mm. I don't, it, I don't. It was the Honikelini. That's and I'm using that one today, uh, and I have the My lay band on the Honokalani pen, and I just adore it. I think it makes the pen that Little bit more special, even. Uh, Canalea's fountain pens feature Yoa number six nibs. You can buy steel or 18 karat gold nibs directly from Canalea. They offer a bunch of sizes from fine all the way up to 1.1 millimeter stub nibs, and every single nib is tuned by hand by Hugh before it leaves their shop. This is the same, you'll get this at pen shows too. So Hugh is there and he'll tune the nib and make sure that it works perfectly before it's given to you. So you know it's going to be great straight out of their beautiful, lovely. Black Walnut Keepsake Box. Best packaging in the business. Canalea's final pen show this year is going to be the San Francisco Pen Show, which is from August 26th to 28th. As we've told you in past weeks, Canalea's Kaihu Lee collection of pens only available at pen shows, so this is going to be your last chance of the year to see them. The Kaihu Lee is an ever-changing collection of fountain pens specifically created by Canalea to represent the varied and beautiful colors and textures of the Hawaiian Islands. Every morning of a pen show, attendees can stop by the Canalea tables to see the assortment of kaihuli pens that tide brought in overnight. And to celebrate Canalea's anniversary month, with every pen purchased at the SF Pen Show, you'll receive Kona coffee from Greenwell Farms on Hawaii's Big Island, so you'll get to taste the inspiration behind the Kona Snow and Kona Cherry pens. You can find out more about Canalea's whole offering and keep up with their latest announcements by going to canaleapenco.com, and we'll have a link in the show notes. Our thanks to the Canalea Pen Co. for the continued support of this show and Relay FM.
1: Maybe next week I'll talk about my my plans for the pen show, like what I'm looking for shopping-wise and things like that, but I've talked about in the past, like I'm finally going to get a nib um, worked on for to use in my Canalea pen. So I've got three Canalea pens now. And they all have the same nib, like, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I want to have one that's that's different. So that's yep. one of my tasks. Uh, one of the top things on my list at the San Francisco Pen Show is nib work. Like, I don't even have any... Do you
0: have a nib in mind? Or are you going to have one of the nibs of the current pens adjusted?
1: Current pens adjusted. Um. So with the gold Yovo Extra Fine nibs, they're still wide enough for me to get, like, a little cursive italic grind on there. So it'll be like a a Japanese fine cursive italic, which is kind of my sweet spot for just long form, enjoyable writing. So I'll get one of them done. And then that way I can move the nib from pen to pen as I, I use it. Cause I don't, I, if I have one of the Kenley pins inked up, I only have ever have one of them inked up at a time. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk about that next week, like the, the list of things that I'm going to do, which is actually, like I said, pretty short. Like, I'm not necessarily shopping for anything personally, but uh, I am going to get a lot of work done and we'll talk about that. All right, Mike, um, Mr. Inconsistent Project Boy over here mm-hmm. uh, is a big fan of starting projects. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the finishing of them, that's that's up for debate. Um, but we have got to get, and by we I mean me. Uh, I have to get my top five pins page fully up to date, and it came, uh, it it came to bear when I was talking to Allison Stewart at WNYC. Mike, I don't know if you heard. Um, oh, you but, you. Were- <laughs>
0: You were on the right. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, news okay. news to you. Um, uh. But she she was referring to like one of the the lists on the the top five uh-huh. pins page, and I was like, ah, oh, God, I had an update. I looked at the date I updated, it and was like, twenty twenty. I was like, I really need to update it, even if it hasn't, even if a list hasn't changed, it needs to be touched and like analyzed and thought about and say, hey, yes, today this is still valid, right? So, I started this week. And I'm just going to go straight down the list. I don't know if I'm going to get to one a week. Um, might Some weeks might I mean might be able to tackle two or three of the top five categories. But I started at the top this week with the top five micro gel ink pens. And that's kind of the category that's really near and dear to my heart. It's the category of pen that made me decide to write about pens on the internet. You know, discovering that, hey... There is such a thing as a sub 0.5 millimeter tip out there in the market, Um, just so happens there in Japan and not the easiest thing to get. But look at where we are now. Um, Almost 15 years later, we can get these types of pins anywhere. So I wanted to break down that list. That list is now updated as of last night on the top five pins page on the pin addict and in the update section of each of these categories i'll put the date that i updated so that we'll know that these categories have been updated so only the first one's been updated so far um and i updated it yesterday so i'll put that date on there so this list had a little bit of change but nothing changed in the top three spots and I think this is really a two-pin list that separate themselves from the remainder of the bunch, and those two pins are the Uniball Signo DX 0.38mm, which is number one, and the Zebra Sarasa Clip 0.4mm, which is number two. I think those are far and away the best sub-5mm gel ink pins. Um, The DX might even separate itself from the Sarasa Clip. Um, even more than grouping them together. Like mm. there might be a pretty decent delineation there. As far as again, just to recap, if you're new to the show and new to the pen addict, the top five pens are my recommendations. Okay, this is if someone asks me a question and it lands in this category, here is what I would recommend to you. Does that always line up with what I would personally use? And the answer is yeah. no so i just want to make that clear that's in the intro but like not everyone reads the intro to these things but i like to m- mention that this list is a recommendation list It's not a personal not a, list as such. not a personal list it, so there's an
0: interesting nuance there right but it's like it is i have all this information i've tried all these products mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what am i going to suggest the majority of people buy
1: Right, and right. it's gonna it it comes to bear that exact thing comes to bear in this list all the time, um, which we'll get to. Well, towards I think the, the pen end.
0: the pen that's fallen off this list is the, the pen, biggest. Yes, tell.
1: exactly. So one and two, Signo DX point three eight. I it's a standout refill. It's wonderful quality. The way it performs is very very consistent. The line is always good. They have a ton of colors. They have a really nice barrel, which isn't always the case in this category when you're talking about two and three dollar pens. Sometimes the barrels are lacking. Sometimes they're pretty good. Like most of these I'd say are pretty good that are on this list. Um, but there are sometimes where they they do fall down a little bit. None of these on the list. I think they're all they're all fine. Um it comes in a huge amount of colors. Like my favorite is the uh, lavender black. I love that ink color that Uniball gets really, really right, um, that a lot of other companies don't don't necessarily get those colors right. So they're great. The Sarasa clip is like the DX, but where it is a little bit different is you could have this, a similar tip size, say 0.4 millimeter versus the DX 0.38. Why they have these, why 0.38 became a thing for Uniball, I'll never know. Just maybe it's marketing. The 0.4 millimeter of the Sarasa clip, people call them a little bit scratchy, like, and Mm -hmm. they, they are right. So they're a different feel on the page. But again, a lot of it for me, when you're talking about a pen tip, this fine is the consistency. And yes, the Sarasa clip refills, maybe a little bit scratchier, but they're completely consistent. Like they're just fantastic. And, um,
0: I mean, they're all scratchy to me, right?
1: yeah 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 this, this. like if you're in this category that you have to have an expectation that they're going to be scratchy right this yeah. is not a 0.7 millimeter gel or no. a schmidt p8127 rollerball things like that uh-huh. right your yeah. expectations need to be set when you're when you're shopping in this category so yep. um there are pins that are smoother than the sarasa clip though if that's your main category but again you might not be dabbling with these fine tip sizes anyway mm-hmm. so Third is where it actually, there's kind of a jumble, like you could make any, like between three, four, and five, like if you said, you know, any of these were in any other spot, I'd be fine with it. So I have the Pilot Juice up at three, this is the 0.4 millimeter, the Uniball Signo RT1 at number four, and the the newest pin, which we'll I'll, I'll elaborate on in a minute, is the Pentel Energel Cleaner. Um, 0.3 or 0.4 millimeter. So let's take the Juice up and the Signo RT1. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't laughs> what, what's know so funny it's over there? Juice is just funny to me. It really is. Well, I'm still proud. The of the Juice? I'm still proud of Pilot and they, they've they kind of gone away from this. But when they launched it, do you remember all of the colors and all of like the like the, the fruit combinations that they had with well, it? They like really leaned into the what Juice I name, remember. back when they launched
0: it. Is their initial website was only in Japanese. Mm -hmm. And we were trying to translate that page
1: using Chrome. Mm -hmm. And it was (laughs) hilarious because it was was so wrong. It was great. It was great. So they've kind of gone away from that now. And that's with the standard juice. So there are two different pens, just like Uniball has two different pens on this list. The, there's the Pilot Juice, and then there's the Pilot Juice Up, which is an even funnier name. Mm-hmm. Juice the up. Juice The Juice Up is a nicer barrel and a needle tip, where the Juice is a standard clear plastic barrel with a conical tip. So I prefer the Juice Up in this scenario. I like the needle tip. They're very smooth. They're very consistent. They have a nice... um Nice knock and a nice grip on the barrel. They're cool colors, cool design. I really, really like them. The Signo RT1 has been around for a long time, and they've kind of modified it a little bit and made it better over the years. So it's basically the retractable version of the Signo DX. The DX is the only pin on this list, and it's number one that's capped. So it, all the other pins on this list are retractable. Okay. Um, that doesn't totally play into the rating, but that is something to note. The, all of these pins are retractable minus the Signo DX. So the RT1 is the retractable version of the Signo that I like so much. To me, it does feel slightly different. Like The refill manufacturing does feel different, but... Maybe that's just some kind of inherent bias that I had, that I that I like the feel of the barrel yeah. of the DX more than the RT-1. But in it general, feels slightly different to me.
0: I would consider retractable to be a positive for this type of product.
1: Yes. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And the DXs never come in a retractable model. They make a yeah. needle tip model, um, but they don't make a retractable model unless you start going into the multi pens, which is a completely different category. So last on the list, but I want it to be first in my heart is the Pentel inner gel clean So the Pentel inner is probably going to end up being the new number one pen in the store. So this is the next list I'm going to work on. I love the inner so much. It is a wonderful pen in greater than 0.5 millimeter tip sizes, right? 0.5 and 0.7. It's one of the best gel pens out there, bar none. Like, I'm certain it's going to be number one on the top five pens on the store list. They have never really leaned into a standard micro tip pen except for the Pentel Sleechy. The Pentel Sleechy is flawed due to its barrel design. The refill is exceptional, Mm. but the barrel design is thin and uncomfortable in the grip section. the the way the ridges are in the grip. It's not comfortable. It's very thin, which I can get along with thin gel ink pens pretty well, but the Sleechy, all of these other pens I would prefer over the Sleechy. So what Pentel has never done is made like all of the ink colors and all of the tip sizes in the sleechy, which start at 0.25, 0.3, and 0.4, and then they have a couple, I think they might have a 0.5, but I'm only worried about micro tip. They've never taken those refills and built a more standard size traditional barrel around them. If they did that, it would be probably number two on the list. So what they have kind of dabbled with is taken uh, that refill and made something like the Kleena or my favorite Pentel is the Energel Euro, which has a little bit thinner barrel than the Energel Kleena or the standard Energel. The standard Energels have a wide diameter barrel. It's not overly wide. But once you start getting into these micro tip sizes, you want to have like a more just traditional diameter barrel. All the other barrels on here are thinner in diameter in the grip section than the inner gel cleanup. So that's fine when you have a 0.7 millimeter gel, but not as comfortable when you have a 0.3 millimeter. So Pentel is kind of sort of getting there slowly. Um, where the cleaner falls short of the four pins ahead of it, it is very limited in colors, right? All of these other product lineups ahead of it have full rainbows and more of colors like dozens of colors for each of these. The cleaner has a handful, like cleaner looks great though, it's it's wonderful looking, and like they even have like a brown gel ink, like which is great, like that's yeah. cool, but they don't have. All the things, and the barrel is a little bit wider than I prefer. But
0: it is interesting that there's no taper all Mm -hmm. on this pen, right? Um, It is just a solid tube.
1: Yeah, yeah. The inner gel is traditionally like a big pin. It's uh, this is that is straight up the inner gel barrel style, yeah. right? They own a barrel style, and you look at it and you go, oh, that's an inner gel of some sort, and that's what this is. And I think they could change that a little bit. The euro has changed it. The euro is a capped inner gel barrel with a thinner grip, and it's not thin, it's more standard where these are. Traditional inner gels, I consider them wide. Um, like I said, which gets to be a mismatch with a wide grip and a tiny tip on the pen, right? I, wide grip, wide line, you know, tinier grip, tinier line. So that's generally how I look at it. So
0: this, this, the cleaner is a wild visual departure. Like I was just looking at the, <laughs> what the Euro and the Sleechy look like to remind myself. Yeah. They yeah, look yeah. like, like the cleaner doesn't look like it was made by the same company.
1: The Klana looks like a craft design technology got a hold of the Pentel lineup, which I've talked about CDT a bunch. They're the they're the group that basically takes Pentel products and paints them mint green and sells them for three times the price. Um, But it looks like they had their hands in this because it's it's nice. Like it's legitimately good looking and it's a, it's a little bit of an outlier. Pentel has actually stepped up the inner gel design over the years. They unlike the Pilot G2 which never changes, the inner gel every year or two they do something different with the barrel, right? Like the little you know upgrade of the, the livery if you will. Yeah. Um and like at, you know, keeps the internals the same, but hey, you know we hey here's a new paint job on these, and they look sharp. Where the G2 is always consistent. I don't know which is a better. Like they both companies obviously believe in in how they do it, and you know, Pilot the G2 doesn't, you know, can't really complain with how well you know people have taken to that pen. So, who knows? But I, I like what Energel and Pentel does better.
0: I can't find what CLENA means. By the way, I don't think it has a meaning. <laughs> and by the way, it's
1: C L E N A? Yeah, I don't even know if I'm um, pronouncing that correctly. Like, it took me a long time to learn how to pronounce Sleechy.
0: Yeah, I would, I like would I, probably say it's more like "cleaner" or something. than like mm-hmm, cleaner. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: but what is that in Icelandic?
0: Uh, don't even I because I try googling like, and every time I if I just search for the word "clean," it's just like different companies that use this name. So, like, yeah, I don't know what it means.
1: Yeah. So uh, neither do I and I haven't looked up, but it's this really neat little design that they've done and they've tried to separate it out to where, hey, this is the fine tip version of the gel; It's going to be in this barrel. So we'll see. I would like to I would like them to continue on down this path and uh, it would carry on up the charts, if you will. So I think it's mm-hmm. a great um, I think it's a great pen off the list. Mike is the famed Pilot Hitech C. I've found myself over the past few years, never recommending it um, to almost anyone. You have to come to me with a very specific application that you want to use a pen for where the pilot high tech C would fit. And this is what we were leading into in the beginning, talking about what I use versus recommendations, it's probably my second most used pen on this list right Mm out behind the DX, DX number one with a bullet on my personal list. And this list, like it's a real separator, like it's the S tier, right? It's, it's a full standard deviation ahead of everything else. I like the pilot high tech C. I like the pilot high tech C 0.3 millimeter in particular. I would never tell anyone to buy (laughs) any pilot high tech C unless you're willing to have some frustration points with its performance right it's the most particular finicky gel ink pen and i've said this for years but i would still recommend it off and on hey i'm looking for the finest line i can get well then maybe we have a conversation but we're also going to understand that you might want to throw this pen across the room half the time where you could get into you know the inner gel cleaner, the 0.3 millimeter. it won't be as fine as the pilot high tech c uh, 0.25 millimeter but you're also not going to pull your hair out using it right you're going to have a real much more enjoyable experience so like i don't see how i can continue to recommend the high tech c when i do think all of these other options are better for just general use so that's that's my thoughts on it but i, I still use it i still love it yeah and um it's I just not it's something right i ball. would recommend
0: yeah i think the time of the high tech c of being like a default option, it's kind of over. Because yep. it was when there weren't really good options available. Now there's tons of good options mm-hmm. available, which are easier and nicer to use than the high-tech C is.
1: Yep. Yep. So we have this list updated. I'm going to continue. Like I said, not every week am I going to do this. But I will be able to go through the list... Um, the further I go in the down the list, the the easier it will be, and right until I get into like the sub fifty dollar fountain pen range, which I think I'm gonna change. So we can save that for another po- podcast. I think we're gonna have to break that down into your very, you know, buying your first fountain pen, your most entry level pens need a uh-huh. list like sub twenty dollars or sub twenty five dollars, and then we need we need to split that list up because it's not the like the, the platinum preppy. And the Twisby Eco don't necessarily need to fall in the same category, so I'm trying to figure out how to do that. So we'll ha- we'll take that up when I when I get to it. But uh, we'll do that in a few weeks or so because I, I still need to think about how I'm going to to split that up. Would definitely you, some conversations on that.
0: Uh, the first thing I just say, put in your mind: Would you consider not making it a price thing?
1: Y- yes. Okay. Yeah, that is definitely on the table. I think that might be a way to go. The fountain pens, like, the price range in the fountain pens is almost useless.
0: I feel like you could do starter pens, which would all be mm-hmm. cartridges, right? Mm-hmm. Then you've got, like, upgrade pens, which then you start seeing ink bottles. And then, like, another category I don't know the name of, but that's when we're getting into yeah, premium, premium pens. Premium yeah. fountain pens. Yeah.
1: It's just so hard to define a... It's hard to make a rule set around a group of fountain pens.
0: I think that there is a, an easy rule number one, which is any starter pen use cartridges, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Yep. Like mm-hmm. there's no ink. There's no like ink bottles involved because right, no one's doing that really. Yeah. Outside yeah, so of it's that, like it's complicated. the
1: categories are essentially my first fountain pen, my mm-hmm. upgraded fountain pen, and my hobbyist fountain pen. Right. Sure. Like that kind of, kind of setup. So I don't know. It's, it's the prices are like almost, I don't want to say insignificant. Like they're very also, important. The Once you get into to the expensive so stuff. Much, like. Yeah. I've had things move out of categories. <laughs> right. <laughs> like but, the pin hasn't changed, but now it's a hundred dollars more like the yep. sailor stuff. Yep. So, yeah, I, there, there will be a lot of thinking on, on that. And I'm almost certainly going to redo it into something like we're talking about. I just don't have it like, set up in my head yet yeah clearly clearly defined but that's it's it's going to be much different looking like i don't i think the price point list for the fountain pens is gotten kind of meaningless so Mm -hmm. we'll figure out a better way to present that info and like i just basically i want to get my most recommended pens listed out and then what like what categories do they fall in and how can we group these together so we'll see it'll be it'll be good So I look forward to it. So we'll, we'll continue on down. We have a, well, that's actually going to be pretty close. The next list is top five pins in the store. Then we get right into top five pound pins under 50. And that's where I'm going to have to break things a little bit. So um, I look forward to uh, tackling that here soon. Very soon. We got to get that updated.
0: All right. If you, would like to help support the show you can go check out squarespace squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online you can stand out with a beautiful website engage with your audience and sell anything your products services and even the content you create squarespace has you covered I've used Squarespace for over 10 years. So Brad. You know, we were just talking about the top five pen lists. You know, we find that penadict.com. You know what penadict.com is? It's a Squarespace website because they make it so easy. So if you want to get blogging too, you want a blog of your own, maybe you have your own top five list and maybe you want to battle hmm. Brad at top fives. <laughs> Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share your stories, your opinions, your thoughts, your feelings, your photos, your videos, updates, and more. You can categorize them and share them. Schedule your posts to make your content work for you. Whatever you want to do. Super smart. Taking that smart. Squarespace's insights are smart. They're going to help you grow your business, grow your website. If you've ever wondered where your site visitors are coming from, where your sales are coming from, if you have an online store with Squarespace, and which channels are most effective for you, Squarespace helps you analyze all of this. Then once you have the data, you can improve your website in meaningful ways, and you can build a marketing or content strategy based around your most popular content or products or keywords. You can even if you want to, because they have everything, remember. It's all in one. You can get started with a Squarespace email campaign so you can stand out in anybody's inbox. One, I want to encourage your visitors to sign up as email subscribers to start them on a journey to becoming loyal customers or loyal visitors. You just start with an email template. You know They have templates for email campaigns and emails like they do their beautiful website templates as well. You just start one of their templates, you customize it, you apply the, your brand ingredients, site colors, logo, that kind of thing. And of course, they have built-in analytics so you can measure the impact of every email that you send so go try this out for yourself right now go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required then build your entire website check it out for yourself when you're ready to launch use the offer code penaddict and you can save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain that's squarespace.com slash penaddict and then when you sign up use the offer code penaddict you'll get 10% off your first purchase and you'll show your support for the show our thanks to Squarespace for the continued
1: support of this show and Relay FM. All right, let's tackle some Ask TPA this week. We've got, I've got some older questions in here I need to get to, but some good stuff. So how about we do that? I love it. This it. week.
0: All right, I love it. The first one comes from Kai, who says, so I've grown my collection to about 40 or 50 pens. Now's the time for me to consider selling some of those pens, the ones that don't work for me or that I love but don't find myself using constantly. What is the best way for newer fountain pen hobbyists to start
1: selling gently used pens? As weird as it sounds, and I've mentioned this before, Reddit slash R Pin swap is legitimately good. Um, it many people don't use Reddit, um, many people do use Reddit, or most people in our community don't realize there is just a huge fountain pen community over there, yep. which has made the pen swap community very successful. It's very highly moderated, right? They want everyone to have good transactions. Mm-hmm. I have used them very successfully in buying pens. I haven't sold anything through there, but I've bought pens through there. I I couldn't recommend it enough, to be quite honest. Um, you know, then we have other options like the Pen Addict Slack, which you can email me for an inv- invite to. There's a buy-sell channel in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are kind of like the two best options. You could always go the eBay route. That's always a little bit weirder for me, like, especially if you're not experienced, um, with it, um, but that's kind of kind of the main groups yeah. that I would go to first. And good for you for starting to thin the herd a little bit. You know, that's something I'm always trying to work on. I'm a little bit further behind than I wish I was in cleaning out some of my pins right now. But that's just the way you know life goes sometimes. But I will be doing this uh, myself. You know, here, you know, I don't know, probably after pin shows. Now I'm just running. Oh, up once into, you've done the one, running up to right? it. Yeah, so I have to do that. Like that's a, the the other project I have yeah. to get done, like really soon by the end of the year. So both of the I have two those two big projects for me to be working on. Um so yeah, like I have ten or twenty pens like I need to sell. So yeah, that and those are the places I would look to first.
0: Um saying about the pen swap, that's like for keyboard sales, like you mm-hmm. used keyboard sales, the second hand market, there's a subreddit called Mac Market and that's where it all happens. Okay. I and bought it's things good, from Mac like, Market. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It, there's like, there's really strict rules about everything. Yep. And the way same, that you same. say everything, you have to post an image uh, with like your username yep. in the image, like you have got to write on a piece of paper or whatever, put it next to it so you can prove that you had the product. Yep. And then um, like, there's then a bot that contacts you to confirm the sales went well. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, like I don't know if Dependswap does this, but I think it's really clever. So, and then you pop, then it's like it's posted in a thread of like confirmed sales. So right, right. It's like a lot of interesting stuff.
1: You do have to have a little bit of Reddit history, you know, to be able yeah. to list in these things, but it's pretty easy to, you know, to just, hey, go hang out in the Fountain Pens group. And, you know, it's a good
0: idea things. if you want to sell on one of these forums to actually start participating in it beforehand, like just like right. lo- looking, up, voting, maybe commenting, so you want just to get a bit of more understanding of how to buy and sell in them, mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than just like going there and being like, all right, let's get out the checkbook.
1: Right, right. So yeah, like I, I, yeah, I would give it a thumbs up for me. So that's very cool. Fibber asks, what makes a good ink bottle? <laughs> okay. A good ink holder or a good countertop, mostly. <laughs> so that gets into the good ink bottle is solid base, depth, and a wide opening. Yeah. And You got to be able
0: to, for me, this is complicated, to be able to get the ink out of the mm-hmm. bottle without needing to, like, put the bottle on its edge or something wild. Mm-hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. like the pure square ink bottles for me, they don't, Mm -hmm. they don't, they don't go to the end. You know,
1: yeah, it annoys me. So also, who are we answering this question from? Because I think of it from what makes a good ink bottle from a manufacturing perspective, and what makes a good, you know, business perspective, and what makes a good ink bottle from a consumer perspective. Because all you have to do is look at Robert Oster, right. It's, I can't imagine any woman go, oh, this is my favorite ink bottle to fill uh-huh. ink from, right? But I guarantee you, Robert Oster's like, hey, I've saved a lot of weight in these plastic bottles shipping from Australia to around the world, so I don't have to charge you $50 for a bottle of ink, right? So how do you answer the question then? What is a good ink bottle? Well, it's pretty good for Robert Oster, See, I'm getting my business hat on. My own. And
0: they're so if the customer's not so great, because you could just knock them over so easily and destroy everything. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Like, I, you're not going to get me to say that it's a great ink bottle for customer usage. They Fortunately, the inks are that good to where you just be careful, right? <laughs> just be careful. But can you list, like, how many good ink bottles are out there? I, I would argue that the list is extraordinarily short. Akeman. right, there's Ackerman <laughs> I think the, I like the Roshizuku <laughs> bottles, I think the Roshizuku bottles are good. they have a good base and a good yeah, but opening they're, they're deep the, enough. The issue. if you could, but
0: like trying to get the ink out of the bottom, bottom of those things is so hard,
1: yeah. yeah, no, I agree, I mean, sailors, you know, ink pots are horrible. And that's just one of my favorite inks. I have more Say- Sailor inks and Robert Oster inks, and both of those bottles are not good, <laughs> but the inks are great. Um, the, you know, the Montblanc shoe bottles are pretty good. I, I do like those. So, but mm. the, I mean, there is a a dearth of good uh, ink bottle design. Lamy ink bottles, I do not like the Lamy ink bottles, um, even though they come with
0: the blotting paper. Isn't that like the number one they, thing that you care about?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they're cool looking. Mm-hmm. I think they look fantastic. They're one of the
0: better looking bottles. They've got mm-hmm. that kind of like 50s, mm-hmm. 60s design aesthetic. Yeah, I but I
1: mean, to me, it's no different in shape than the Roshizuku, right? It's just like a, a uh, you know, deeper bottle with a depression in the bottom. To I mean, Evan's made a good like
0: s- second one is that they have a divot on the bottom of the bottle, yeah, which I mean,
1: is really good. I like yeah, it when I mean, they have that. So does the Roshizuku it's just not as pronounced because mm-hmm. the bottle's deeper to begin with yep like I'm not standing here for the the Roshizuku really are, bottle like but I'm just complaining you know, <laughs> I'm just comparing are. like it's really better than you think it is when you start comparing it to other bottles uh-huh. it's pretty darn good like it's better than diamine yeah than diamine standard bottles and diamine standard bottles are there's nothing wrong with them they're just stubbier right? they're not as I never,
0: deep. Like, I never would have guessed that you were in the pocket of Big Oro but I guess you were. <laughs>
1: you know me. <laughs> <laughs> Mary asks,
0: do you know of any black inks with
1: sheen? Oro Oh gosh,
0: I have plenty no. of blue sheening inks, but I would like some black ones as well. This is interesting to me.
1: Yeah, there is no Oro black sheening ink. Actually, Oro black inks are not good, and you just need to do pilot black, but that's not the question. So, black inks with sheen there's very few um Nurobaro by Kyo no oto is comes immediately to mind it it, it has a good sheen it's almost uh, coated's not the right word like platinum carbon black is like a coated thing um but this actually has some sheen where you can see it glistening like when you if you hold it up to the light you can see that clear like sheen on the black so i sent that over to mary um and, and she appreciated that. What, um, gosh, there was another one. Did Dominant Industries, I think, just made a black that I saw Kelly review on Mountain of Ink that might have had some sheen. But the color didn't look good. Like, it didn't really look like a mm. good black ink. Like, Nurobiro is a good black ink. That also sheens like it's just a good black ink in general so it's it's really good that's the one i would recommend and there's just not a lot of other options out there the only other option i kind of mentioned was platinum carbon black and it doesn't sheen but it's almost like a glossy finish when it dries like it's a it's a special pigmented ink but it's really good in fountain pens and a lot of artists use it because it's permanent It's one of the richest, darkest blacks, so it doesn't necessarily sheen, but you can see almost, you know, when something dries and there's a glossy coat as opposed to like a sheen coat and this looks glossy in the carbon black, but I would totally go for Nurobaro. It's just a good black ink to begin with, and it's got that added effect of a little bit of sheen.
0: If you'd like to send in a question of your own for us to answer in a future episode, you can send out a tweet with the hashtag AskTPA. You can use question mark AskTPA in the Real FM members' Discord, or you can send uh, longer questions via email to hello at penaddict.com. Uh, if you would like to find Brad in the meantime until next episode, you can go to penaddict.com. He is penaddict on Instagram, Daoism is on Twitter, and Brad streams live three times a week over at twitch.tv mm-hmm. slash penaddict. Mm-hmm. Make sure you go check out his streams. Uh, I'm at imyke, I-M-Y-K-E, and we'll be back next week. Thank you to Canalea Penco. Thank you to Squarespace for the support. Say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.